0: Welcome to the Talk to Your Pharmacist podcast. We're dispensing stories of success from across the continuum of care. I'm your host, Hillary Blackburn. Thanks for joining us to learn from leaders throughout the pharmacy industry. This podcast is sponsored by TheraWorks Relief. Many of you get sore, achy legs from standing all day or get asked about painful foot and leg cramps. If so, you're going to want to hear about Theraworks Relief, a clinically proven topical foam that prevents and relieves muscle cramps and soreness. Learn more at theraworksrelief.com. Hey listeners, here's another live episode with fellow friend and colleague Alex Barker when we caught up at the APHA annual meeting. All right. All right. So... We are here live at the APHA annual meeting, and in this episode, we're going to be talking with Alex Barker of the Happy Farm D. and so he's a special guest on the Talk to Your Pharmacist podcast, and he is helping pharmacists create fulfilling careers and lives. For a time, he was a burned-out clinical pharmacy specialist, but now he's the founder and head coach at thehappyfarmd.com. Where alongside his team, he creates classes to help over 400 pharmacists find and create new career paths. He recently published the book, Indispensable, the prescription for a fulfilling pharmacy career. And his goal is to help 500 pharmacists transition into new jobs by January 1st of 2019.
1: 2012. 2012.
0: 2020. 2020. Okay. I know. I was like, What year is it? Uh, we are in 2019. Yes. So. Yes. All right. 2020. Uh, so that's good. 500 in, in this upcoming year. Uh, so when he's not working uh, with pharmacists, he spends time with his wife, Megan, and two girls, yeah. Izzy and Addie. So Alex, welcome to the Talk to Your Pharmacist podcast.
1: Thanks for hanging out with me. I, always, I mean, it's nice to meet people in person. Totally. And doing a podcast live has such a different feel. Yes. So I just appreciate taking the time to talk with me
0: definitely well thanks for joining us and now that our listeners have heard a little bit about your background you can fill in any gaps from that intro or share a little bit more about
1: I mean I'm probably more of a nerd than what you let on <laughs> uh, I but that's that's about it you know I've I graduated in 2012 and I've been hustling on the side for a few years in 2017, that's when I kind of decided I'm going to stick to one thing, and the Happy Farm D is it. Yep. And it's kind of been a roller coaster ride ever since.
0: And remind everybody where you live.
1: So I'm in the middle of nowhere, Upper Peninsula of Michigan. Okay. So it's very it's there's snow on the ground still, and it's March, Ooh. end of March.
0: Okay, it's too cold for me. I'm from Mississippi, so. Oh, are you really? Yeah. Okay. So, so I like it warm, and I'm now in Nashville. Um, So, we're going to be talking about the state of the pharmacy job market. What are some of the challenges and roadblocks that you're seeing, Alex, uh, that pharmacists are facing to a fulfilling career?
1: There's, unfortunately, a lot. Uh, We're at APHA right now, and they've been talking about some of them, some of them indirectly, some of them more directly, Um, I mean, starting off from just a chronological standpoint. We know that there are a lot of new graduates every year. Mm -hmm. The number has been increasing. And what's interesting with that is that the number of applications has been decreasing. Right. At some colleges, uh, I just heard a stat yesterday that they saw a 20% decrease in applications from the year prior.
0: I'm hearing that as well, yes. Um,
1: Since 2010, I believe, the number of applications has decreased by 35%. So, you know, the argument is they're accepting a lower quality. Uh, attrition rates have gone up Uh, from to 2000 I think our attrition rate was near zero percent in recent years it's up to 12 percent we are seeing the typical jobs not being offered in plethora to our students Mm -hmm. so I get a lot of messages and I you just shared with me you do as well that new grads can't even find a job and they've been looking for months Mm -hmm. Um, I hear that As of recently, new starting salaries in many uh, community pharmacies have been lowered to about $45 an hour. And I hear people who have been promised full-time jobs, their contracts are changed to being part-time. They're being Mm. forced into those things. Uh, The older pharmacists who do not have PharmDs feel like they're becoming more and more irrelevant. And their skills are not being valued by companies. And it isn't the same market that it was just 15 years ago. The demand Mm -hmm. for us has seemed to be lowered in the normal positions. The interesting positions seem harder to find. I just uh, helped a candidate get a job who was competing against 125 different applications Mm -hmm. and only seven interviews were offered. Sure. So a lot is stacked against us in this marketplace. Right. But I think there are pathways that most people aren't considering to create an indispensable career. It's just no one's talking about how to do that.
0: Right. There's a lot of, I guess, we're seeing a lot of like the negativity uh, around the the pharmacy profession. Um, But there, I think that with the whole healthcare landscape being such a dynamic, there's a lot of opportunity. Yes. So, Alex, tell us how you've helped some pharmacists really jumpstart their their burned-out careers and get into some of these jobs where they're just thriving and and loving and and able to to take on some of these new opportunities.
1: I think you kind of have to step into their mind for a moment. And what I mean by that is when you're burned out, you really feel trapped Mm-hmm. Um, not only do you feel trapped by like financial obligations because right. you've got all that debt that, that you have to pay off right? and you put yourself in a position where you're like, well, I have to continue making this money. Otherwise right. if, if I make even just $5,000 less, mm-hmm. I'm not going to be able to pay off my debt as good right. as I want. So you feel trapped and you go to work and you wonder, Oh my gosh, I don't what is this job and I don't mm-hmm. feel fulfilled and then you come home and you're just like I just want to watch Netflix I just want to catch up on my favorite show or watch the game and I don't want to think about work and then you wake up the next day and you're doing it all over again
0: yeah it's just a cycle
1: some point in that process people go and look they look up and they realize they're in a cage mm-hmm. and they're like I don't I don't want to stay here yeah. But I don't know how to leave. Right. And that's usually the first point where people come to us and say, I think I'm burned out. Mm-hmm. I think I need to change something, but I don't know how or what. Mm-hmm. Um, whenever I work with people one-on-one, it usually comes down to asking usually some deep questions about things that have always been true about you. Yeah. So, Hillary, you know, you've chosen a very public uh way of going about your interests right you have a mm-hmm. podcast sure that took a lot of courage yeah I'm sure that you probably as a child even you kind of had a little bit of that since you were a kid right
0: uh, I'm an achiever
1: yes okay that's yes. one of your strengths then? yes yeah.
0: strength finders yep. of course is, is one of my favorite uh resources to to be more self-aware so yes right mm-hmm
1: And so it probably didn't come as much of a struggle for you to like think I can do a podcast. Right. But for a lot of other people, they'd be like, no way. I'm not talking Mm -hmm. to no one usually. Right. If you're just talking to microphone, you're kind of like, uh, I'm just saying stuff. Right. Um, but for you it's natural. Mm -hmm. And so it's kind of digging up those things. Um, one gal that we helped named Tracy, she had been working 10 years Mm -hmm. in retail pharmacy. And I remember our first deep dive conversation. I remember asking her bluntly and saying, do you even want to stay in pharmacy anymore? Because you're not convincing me that you really love this profession. She had been saying things like, oh, no, I like pharmacy, but you could tell a lot of the symptoms were there that I don't Mm -hmm. know. But by diving deep with her, she told me a story about how she was always prepared for the worst. Hmm. And I was like, well, tell me more, what do you mean? She said, well, ever since I was like a kid, my dad beat it into me. Like you gotta have your emergency preparedness kit in your car in case something happens. All my yeah. friends, they've whenever they had accidents, I was the person they called, you know, to like pick them up on the side of the road and take care of people. Yeah. And so I said, well, you know, what about emergency preparedness? That's something that most it people is. don't even think about.
0: Right, but it is a thing. Yeah, it's yeah. a thing. Uh And
1: it's growing in popularity. There's conferences. I
0: went to the one in the CDC's hosted in Atlanta. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh And
1: that's where she works now.
0: There you go. Yeah.
1: And she didn't have any experience. You know, she didn't volunteer for the, like, they do the the drills, you know, for earthquakes and floods and things like that. She didn't do any of that. Yeah. But by simply tapping into that and opening up a new career path for her. That's awesome. Now she's practicing it and she's loving it.
0: Speaking of being prepared, are you aware of the 2014 drug disposal of controlled substances ruling that regards safe disposal of unused medications? Well, we're lucky to have RX Destroyer sponsoring the Talk to Your Pharmacist podcast. RX Destroyer ready-to-use chemical drug disposal systems are safe, easy, and affordable products which protect the environment and can save thousands in fines. To get more information on products, training and medication waste compliance check out slash talk to your pharmacist
1: so yeah. i find that even if you're burned out you've got some sort of curiosity that you're probably not playing with mm-hmm. because you're like what's the point hmm. but by kind of playing in that space and even going back to your childhood which sounds a little bit i don't know therapy like yeah uh, you got to get deep you got to go deep and you got to at those things that you know you love doing as a child i'm sure you know meeting me in person you're probably not surprised that like i got a lot of detentions as a kid hmm. um Interesting. i love detention and so i would do just about anything for that attention hmm. um i had more detentions than like all my friends combined in grade school and it's because i loved being the class clown i loved hmm. making people laugh i've yeah. always loved doing that and so it's very easy for me to just speak and talk about it with you now. Yeah. It comes naturally to me. Mm-hmm. That's where you wanna be in your career is just loving what you do and it coming naturally.
0: Right, get in your flow. Well, I love that you were able to share such a great story about um, just you know, one example of someone that, that you were able to work with and help get into a job where they feel like they're making a difference and are using all of those skills um, to you know be where she is now so Alex you've got a new book out uh, called indispensable so uh, would you be able to share a little bit about why you decided to write this book and, and you know kind of what what uh, some readers could expect to get out of the book
1: sure why I wrote it there's two reasons um, one is probably more altruistic and the one is really selfish Uh, So I'll start with the altruistic one first. (laughs) Um, I've gotten enough messages from people that I kind of have a soft heart for people who feel stuck with Mm -hmm. where they're at. Right. And I mean, I write about it enough, but I wanted to write a book that contained everything that I've learned from helping people. Mm -hmm. But as well as like just from my own life and sharing my story of I don't think I'm that great of a pharmacist. And having that thought was self-condemning and pretty tough getting into the profession. Mm-hmm. I started work and I was like, wow, I don't know if I'm cut out for this. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people feel that way, but they don't want to say something like it. Like, I don't know if I'm cut out for this because what what they're thinking in the back of their mind is what other people may indirectly say, which is just shut up and take your six figures. Um, I had a pharmacist tell me that the other day that They thought well, maybe I should just suffer and take it because it's a lot of money and it's a good job Hmm. and um, I I feel their pain and I wanted to write a book that kind of shared my own story about being burnt out being bullied and what I had to go through to realize there's something that has got to change because I Can't continue on this way for the next 30 40 years of my career. Yeah. Um, The selfish reason why I wrote it, honestly, is because I wanted to use 100% of the profit of the book to go straight into an adoption fund. Mm -hmm. I'm really passionate about adoption and helping families adopt. Mm -hmm. It costs like well over $25,000 just to adopt one child domestically. And so I'm wanting to, every year, put money into that fund and help families Adopt children because that's how I think we're going to change our nation. I know that's off topic. I don't want to get political, (laughs) but I, I really do believe family is the foundation of our country. And, um, my own story about adoption is in the book and I won't go into it now. You'll have to read the book to find out. Um, but I, I, that's something near and dear to my heart. And so I wanted to have something that would, you know, help that cause.
0: Yeah. Interesting. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I agree with the I'm going back to family and kind of your sphere of influence. So if you don't have control over your own life and what you can immediately, you know, your, your family, your friends, then how are you going to make that impact right. on kind of those outer spheres? Um, and so I think that that's great that you have kind of are giving people some tools and resources so that they can, kind of look deep and um, figure out for themselves, you know, what do they need to do to be able to live fulfilling careers? Right. Whether that's in pharmacy or, you know, going out and and doing something else.
1: Yeah. The book, the original idea was that it was supposed to be a guide with a lot of action steps to figure out what you want to do in or out of pharmacy. Mm -hmm. But I realized I probably just I don't want to mix people up like I'm trying to say, you're only going to find happiness mm-hmm. doing what you love. That's not right. Yeah. Uh, there's actually quite a bit of research that shows that just following your passion doesn't make sense. Uh-huh. Um, yep. But instead, there's lots of things in pharmacies that you can do that mm-hmm. it, using non-typical skills that pharmacists... I mean, look what you're doing right. with your position. Um, most pharmacists are not trained to know do what you do mm-hmm. but your career has led you to that moment mm-hmm. um, I wanted this book to be very action-oriented because I've read a lot of books about careers and it's kind of amorphous it's kind of like huh yeah. think and reflect but I'm like uh, take action mm-hmm. there there are things that you can do today to start building a career that's valuable
0: right so. absolutely and choosing to forgo the Netflix and doing some action steps to um, take positive steps towards, you know, what do you want to create with your life?
1: Yeah, for a time. <laughs> yeah, for a time. I mean, you can get back to Stranger Things, right? Netflix right. will always be here, probably.
0: You've, you've got to um, have balance. Right. but But if right. you're out of control on and feeling in a hamster wheel, then... Only doing your Netflix or kind of the other things might not help you to break out of the hamster wheel. Right.
1: It's a drug, right? Yeah. It's something that we use to just kind of not think. Right. And unfortunately, that just puts us further and further down the, really the prison that is created for us. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
0: Well, thanks, Alex, for being a guest on the Talk to Your Pharmacist podcast. Everybody, make sure to go check out the book. And if you're wanting to find some good tips or ways to um, help, uh, you know, advance your career and, um, you know, look at new things in the the pharmacy uh, job market, Happy PharmD has some great resources and uh, awesome to be able to connect in person.
1: Yeah, same here.
0: All right. Thank you. And Alex has copies of his book, Indispensable, available for free at freerxbook.com. And if you enjoyed this episode, be sure to check out the show notes at www.pharmacyadvisory.com. And thanks again to our sponsor, TheraWorks Relief. Find out more information at theraworksrelief.com. Thanks for listening to this episode of Talk to Your Pharmacist. Produced by the pharmacy advisory group if you liked this episode let us know by subscribing to the podcast rating and reviewing it share it with friends and if you want to be a guest or know a pharmacist leader who has a great story to tell connect with me hillary blackburn on linkedin and check out our facebook page pharmacy advisory group for updates on new podcasts thanks for listening